70% of Americans say they aren't getting enough sleep. Over half of us report having symptoms of burnout. So today on Rooted Daily, we're looking at the eternal word of God for an answer. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and we are living in a stunningly different culture than the one Jesus walked in. Where Jesus walked, we fly. Where Jesus stood on mountainsides to address large crowds, needing the perfect acoustics so his voice would travel, we turn on a camera, we record a podcast, or we type out a message on social media that reaches larger audiences than Jesus' biggest sermons. Where Jesus' disciples were limited to maybe knowing about village politics or maybe their family's history, a basic idea of religion passed down by religious elites like the Pharisees and the scribes, we now have a world of information at our fingertips and new information is put in front of us every second. If you weren't in Jerusalem on the day Jesus was crucified, it would have taken weeks to hear the news. And by then he would have already risen. If it happened today though, the whole world would have known within seconds. We are bombarded by more information per hour, per day, and per lifetime than any other generation in history. And because of that, that incredible flow of information, our culture is increasingly becoming more fast-paced. Every second counts. And we live in a very different world than the one Jesus walked through. But 1 Peter 1.25 says that the word of the Lord endures forever. I love that verse. The, you know, the Bible is forever enduring. It's forever relevant. It has answers for every time and every place and for every person. So that said, what does the eternal word of God teach us about living in a culture that prizes productivity over stillness? When a Sabbath day of rest is one of the most elusive concepts in the Old Testament. I mean, like I said, in the United States, 70% of people report they aren't getting enough sleep. We're working, and when we're not working, we're scrolling through an ever-increasing amount of information to stay informed for work. It's a little wonder why more than half of American employees report symptoms of workplace burnout. And you know, don't get me wrong, the culture Jesus was born into had to work hard, no doubt about it. But the idea of burnout, I think probably would have been foreign to them. So then again, what could the Bible teach us about a concept that hadn't even been considered by the culture yet? Well, let's get our usual disclaimer out of the way first about work. The Bible values work. When we talk about the importance of rest, we don't mean that it should come at the expense of doing well in our jobs or serving in the church or helping other people or caring for our families. The Bible wants us to find rest Yes, but God doesn't want lazy Christians. But in the development of a healthy scriptural work ethic, we need to be wary of the temptation to idolatrize our work, making it the focus of our identity and our purpose. You know, both extremes, laziness and the idolatry of work are condemned in scripture. So the real question is how do we find the balance between the two in a burnout culture? Well, number one, we need to value rest as God does. 
Why does God value rest? Because in our rest, we can glorify him. The 46th Psalm calls us to be still and know that he is God. You know, we really shouldn't be surprised from burnout. You know, when we work 24-7 at anything, never taking a moment to refresh and reflect and rest, we go against our natural design. We are created in the image of God. And from the beginning, God demonstrated that rest was important to him, not because he needed it. And that's important to understand. An all-powerful God would never need rest. Even after six full days of creating everything we know, God didn't need that rest, but he took it. And he created the Sabbath for us because rest is valuable in and of itself to him. We can glorify him in our rest. And it's not a necessary evil. It doesn't just prepare us to go work some more. It allows us to bring glory to our creator all on its own. It's in our rest that we draw near to God. God walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, according to Genesis 3.8. And we can do that too. We draw near to God in rest. But follow the story on from Genesis chapter 3, and we see the first sin and the introduction of work in verses 17 and on. Cursed is the ground because of you in pain. You shall eat of it all the days of your life. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. Work was introduced, and while it entered because of sin, it can now also be used to glorify God too. But with work also came not just the option of rest, but the necessity of it. Again, our bodies were never designed to be working 24-7 because we are made like God. Our bodies yearn for that original sinless state, the peace of rest and fellowship with God. And from Genesis chapter 3, and over the course of millennia, that is the promise God gave his people. He would give us rest. Lamech hoped God would bring that relief through his son, Noah. Out of the ground that the Lord has cursed, this one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands in Genesis 5, 29. Moses and Joshua hoped for rest in Canaan. But even after the floodwaters receded or the walls of Jericho crumbled to the ground, mankind largely remained sinful, restless, and alienated from the God of rest. Hundreds of years later, God describes Israel as a people who go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. Therefore, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Psalm 95, 10 through 11. Still, through his prophets, God promised hope of something better. He promised rest in Christ. Jesus invites those who are weary and burdened and heavy laden to savor the rest he offers, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. You know, relief from the yoke of the law and from our hard labor, rest for the soul, the restoration of God with his children. That's what he offers. And right now, we live in a world marred by sin. But when Christ returns, God will dwell among us and he will wipe every tear and death will be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. Revelation 21, for that's the promise of God. Even in a drastically different culture where perhaps the need for rest has only increased, the eternal word of God still promises us it can be found. Jesus invites those who are weary and burdened and heavy laden to savor the rest he offers. So if you feel 
like you're on the brink of burnout, or maybe you're already there, look to that word, root yourself in it, because it promises rest and refreshment and reflection to a culture that has made that its arch enemy. When we place our faith in Christ, we have assurance. Jesus will return. He has overcome, John 16, 33. And so Hebrews 4, 9 through 10 says, so then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Rest is possible. Perfect, God-glorifying rest is available, even while we still work. And it comes from Jesus. If you are weary or burdened or heavy laden, turn to him. And with him, you can overcome burnout. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.